We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are going commando. Going commando is just an opportunity for uh, me and Angela to say whatever we want, and hopefully uh, you'll appreciate that as we appreciate that in each other, and uh, join us in the conversation. So, Miss Angela. <laughs> What's up, Miss Dana? <laughs> What's going on, girl? Um, well, today's Memorial Day in, uh, in New York and it was all, all of the United States, but I wanted to tell you, I went to the air show yesterday and I love the air show. Like I'm not a big, like, Erica, but I just feel that way when I go to the air show. It's pretty fascinating. I mean, these people are so talented and they're parachuting and doing all kinds of crazy shit. So um, yesterday we were there, I was with the kids and Dave is perfect beach day. Like it was a little, like it was just perfect. It was perfect. Everything went great and everyone was having fun. Christian got really cranky and the showstopper are the Thunderbirds. They're like they're, the warplanes and like really fast and really, really loud. And I'm going to play a video because they're flying past us and we're like, I'm like, oh my God, Christian, you got to see this. And I go turn over and he's like sound asleep. Like the ground shakes. That's how loud, yeah. <laughs> how loud it was. But he just did not, he did not even budge. He woke up. He was like, everyone was packing up. He's like, what the, what the fuck? <laughs> the power of the diamond burner 360. But it was cool. And I was thinking about how, like, like, I'm not a big, like, you know, go war, go fight, go whatever. But you have all of these individual people who like their family sacrifice their their loved ones being away. And, you know, so it's like, I, I don't want to come across as like, oh, military, like, good for you. But like, think about all the people that have to um, accommodate so that these people can do these jobs, right? And, and for whatever reason. And I was thinking about how much our work that we do, especially your work, like the personal empowerment and the feeling like connected to yourself and being like making yourself in the space for all of these people, for the people that are away, you know, like the work that we do on Uniquely You and the the families that are behind and just like trying to like, you know, hold it together and be strong for these people. You know, I wish there's some way that we could get like some kind of government contract so that <laughs> you can get all right, up in there and right. feel like well, happy and whole while they're doing this service, because I, it was a big, like the, one of the branches had 66,000 people deployed. That's 66,000 families yeah. affected. Yeah. yeah. It's a different mindset too. Um, I don't have any military, um, uh, people in my family. I was going to say men, but it's not men. So I don't have any military people in my family, but my brother went to military school. He went to a, a Admiral Farragut Academy. It's relatively prestigious military, uh, Naval Academy prepares them to go to places like the Citadel and stuff like that when they graduate. And, uh, he was there from the sixth grade to the 12th grade. And it was amazing to me. There is a mindset in, in the military, there is a sense of pride and a sense of uh, loyalty and honor. And everything about the family 
is about whoever it is that is in the military. Some people come from military families, yeah. but, but like my brother, he was a cadet in that school. Remember six years of his life, his entire adolescence and everything was surrounded. The, 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 the football game, again, remember it's not military, it's a school, but the football games and the parades and the, uh, and the events and the, and the uh, ceremonies and, you could see that it was about whoever it is. So when you have these families and you have the one person, the mother or the father that goes away into the military, everything is about that. It's all a support system for that. So you just said 66,000 people deployed in just this one branch, but really multiply that by on the average four. Yeah. Because it's not one person. It's the entire family that is connected to that. So it's a pretty, um, profound insight that you've got there. And I totally agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. If there are any military families um, that happen to be listening to this or, or know of anybody, uh, we have classes that are, Dana's got these workshops on personal empowerment and um, your, your personal wellness, your personal happiness and your personal sovereignty. And those kinds of things are really like, can help you hold you together when times are really tough. Like when you're missing somebody or you're stressed or you're just, just overstretched. You know, like having those moments where you can do some self-reflection for the work and for the children even, like there's just so much. So so reach out to us and, and we'll accommodate you guys in any way we can because uh, it's really important work. Awesome. I'm glad you brought that up. Thanks. And <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are joining us for the first time, um, uh, we have a deck of Soul Traveler cards of, uh, of empowerment of... It's so funny because I'm co-creator in these cards and I'm like, I don't remember the name, but, um, and basically they're all my artwork. I already put them back in the box, so I'm not going to spread them out for you. But, um, but on the back are the messages from our dear friend, Anne-Marie Scorty. And on the front is my artwork and cover design by Angela DeMarco. So it is sincerely a collaborative effort among the three of us. I chose three cards today because I couldn't choose. And I'm going to have Angela pick the card. What's funny is they are like the three top billing of my heavy hitter, of my like badasses. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. and, the, and the messages are all similar, but like I said, I couldn't choose. So I got Jersey, <clears throat> Megan, and Lucky. Oh, gosh. You know, it's between Megan and Lucky. So Jersey, but bad Jersey. Bad Jersey. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Let's go Lucky. All right. All right. Let's go Lucky. Okay. So this one's called The Work of Self-Discovery. It is a process to overcome the thought patterns of a lifetime. There are many layers. The seemingly most insignificant experience can have long lasting deep effects upon your psyche and perception of yourself. It requires courage to reject the accepted model of life and follow your intuition. It requires you to become the master of your thoughts and ideas. It requires you to do the difficult work of confronting the fear and pain which prevent you from being who you are. You are always being assisted, but in the end, it is in the hands of each individual to put forth the mental effort to transform. It takes work. Nice. All right. 
I like I like the fact that that it definitely meshes with the point that you were making when we opened. And the other two cards, just to let you know, they're very similar. They were they were they were about you know taking responsibility. But I, I would I would like to open with some comments on this because it's it's uh, has to do with what you had said as well. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot lately about the fact that I have written these books, I do these workshops, I do this work, I do this intuitive guidance, and it's all about personal empowerment. Right. And I get frustrated sometimes because I really and and I'll say it. I mean, I'm not I'm it's a, it's a little embarrassing, but I'll say it like I have got gold here. Like you do. the stuff that I do is so transformative if you are willing to do the work. Right. And I'm like, where are all the people like, yeah, I work. Yeah. You know, but like it, they should be coming in droves. Like, what's the problem? And here's what I'm coming to realize when I again at night, when I'm, be, you know, when I'm just kind of winding down and I'm sifting through my phone and I'm looking at all my reels, I'm starting to see a transformation, a tipping point in people in the reels that I'm seeing. And and I get a lot of it is like the stuff that is tailored to me based on what I watch, right? Like I see yeah. a lot of bunnies eating strawberries and a lot of, you know, like fart videos. Like, you know, that's the stuff that I like. But I'm seeing a lot of people beginning to question the authority, question what the general belief that we've been told, like rebel, really a lot of people talking about, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics because then it becomes political and religious and whatever, but really question the, what we've been fed, right? Programmed and all of that stuff. And what I'm realizing is people are just starting to be open to, wait a minute, I can't trust the what I'm outsourcing, I can't trust the people I've entrusted. It could be as in the microcosm as my parents, right? As my peers, it could be in the macrocosm as our religious or political figures, whatever it is, right? People are starting to realize that, and now they're in a place of shit. What do I do now? And now we come to realize that the only people we could truly, truly trust and have faith in is ourselves. And when we have trust and faith in ourselves and our own discernment and our own decision-making skills, then we are at peace. And then we could decide who we align with, then who we can trust outside of ourselves. But it starts with us. And that's what the work is. So it's really kind of cool because I'm starting to see the shift. You know, I'm like, what the hell? Where are all the people? Well, they weren't ready. And I've been told that too. They're not ready. And I'm like, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> you know, no, they're not ready. But people have to be ready. People have to say, oh, I can't trust this. The only thing I have left is this. And that's where doing the work comes in. So I just had to, I had to spew that because it's been on my mind. No, I'm glad you did because <clears throat> I think that's what, the, that's really the, the hardest thing for people is, um, like, what is the work, right? Like you're saying, like, what is the work? Yeah. What, what does that, that mean? mean? What does that mean? Because it's like, I'm doing all the things. I'm doing the stuff. I'm reading the books. I'm following the guru. I'm seeing the healer. I'm doing the the church. I'm doing I the- I burnt my sage. <laughs> I walked in dirt. I'm doing everything, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, excuse me one second. It's a strategies too. It's a steps. So-and-so says, you know, Tony Robbins says you have to do one, two, three, and four. Wait, aren't there four agreements? Aren't there seven habits of, you know what I- 
but it goes beyond those steps. Yeah. Yeah. I think to just, and we always seem to do this, like, right. It's like, it's like really about what does it mean to, to embark on this journey of, of trusting yourself. Right. And so the, the, the awareness is yes, there are a lot of people who are like the, the curtains being lifted and they're like, what the fuck is going on here? Right. (laughs) And, 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 and and the problem is they don't want to be like, Oh, it's too woo woo. I don't want to go woo woo. Like, like even when we talk about, like we start with the cards, they're soul traveler. Like we're talking about military and then we go to cards about channeled messages and the, the, the disconnect, like that, that fear. Right. And the beauty of what you do is that you're a bridge. You're a bridge. You don't have to be woo woo to be enlightened and to trust yourself. Do I look woo woo? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? There's like a, like, I think that's the thing. Like it's people fear, like they don't know what's going on. Something, something's not right, but they don't want to go woo woo. Like, Oh God, she's a psychic. She's too crazy. She's too weird. But it's not, it's not even about the psychics and the, the no offense to anybody's pr- professions, by the way, because it's yeah, really fun yeah. when, you, when you use it for, you know, the right things. But um, it's really just the, this whole idea that, that we're, we're sovereign beings, you know, we're, we're put into this planet and we're put into societies and we're put into stations in life and we're put into situations because this is like, you know, this is the experience that we want to have in this earth, right? Or or overcome or all these things. These are all good for the soul, right? All the, the harder things you go through, the more like advanced your soul is, right? And I think if you just are, something's not right. Everything's weird. What's going on in the freaking world? That's too woo-woo over there. It's just like, wait, 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 wait. Stop and think about what do you like? What do you believe? And I had to do this. And I'm, I, I'm relating this to when we first, we talked about this last week, when we first like started becoming friends again, when you did the painting for me. And I was all up in the Trump and Biden bullshit. <laughs> no, I know. But it was because I was listening to everybody telling me what to believe. And I didn't stop and say, wait, wait, wait what do I believe to be true? What feels right. What feels, what feels right. right. None of this feels good. None of it. And then at one point there was, like, I think it was like a meme of uh, uh, Jim Carrey when he was like dumb and dumber or something. And he's like, ah, ah, and it's like Biden and Trump. And I was like, ah. I got to tell you, this is my favorite. It's when they throw the spears at him. And he's like, ah. Yeah, it was one of our favorites. It was just like, there was no good answer, but it was just being caught up in that, right? Yeah, and then the yeah. minute I was like, wait, I don't, I don't have to be caught up in this. Like I can choose to find the information. Or I can choose to not, I don't have to partake in the drama, right? I can partake in the, the political part of it if I want to go cast my vote and do so responsibly, but I don't have to be all pissed off and bent out of shape about it. Yeah. And then it yeah. started making, then the, that opened the door to like, okay, well, what do I believe about this? What do I believe about yeah. that? Yeah. You know? yeah. And then there's the opposite extreme for those who are, caught up in the woo-woo or the metaphysical community. You know what I mean? There's the what they what they call, what people call the conspiracy theories. And there's all the way on the other end of it. And it's really super extreme. And I was looking at that for a while too. And I was like, well, wait a minute. First of all, I don't want to feel icky because that's based in fear too. So here's here's my in case anybody is listening and is like, yeah, but how how do I know <laughs> in case anyone is listening to our <laughs> Just in case you, yes, I'm talking to you directly. Here's my go-to, like my like how I dis- discern. 
in general, we just want to feel good, right? Well, happy and whole is what I'm always saying, but we want to feel good. And we have to decide, does something make us feel good or not feel good? I make this every morning because it makes me feel good. Right. I get used to the taste, but it makes me feel good. And it's what, and then now I'm eating things that are kind of like things that I would have loved before that I'm like, it doesn't make me feel good. And then you make the decision. Right. So when you're getting information, you just have to stop. How does this feel? Does this feel like I like it's instilling fear? If it's instilling fear, then maybe I should step back. And so why? Why is it instilling fear? Like, well, why do, do I want to feel fearful? Do I align with, with fear? And then really start to, how do I want to feel? And then it gets really deep. Well, I want to feel good. Well, then why do I keep myself? Why do I sabotage my feeling good? Do I feel worthy of feeling good? We could do this way. I mean, we could keep peeling yeah, back yeah. curtains. But, but really, the simple barometer is, does it feel good? Does it feel scary? All right. We want to do more things that feel good and fewer things that feel scary. Okay. So if someone gets to that point and they say, okay, no, it's, this doesn't feel good. And then <clears throat> what do they do? What is the work? Oh my God. They turn around and they run and they scream, <laughs> they scream fire. <laughs> so like, Somebody asked you to pet their puppy. You just run and scream fire. Nobody hears help. So that's what you do. You turn around, you run, you scream fire. No, okay. So what's the work? The work is, the work comes in layers. So there's really no magic pill. Like, oh, this is what you do. But the first and foremost is just to recognize. Are you ready? I'm going to go full 10 racks on it. <laughs> Bye now. No, but recognize that we all have an emotional guidance, right? Our emotions that we take for granted. Oh, we're sad. Oh, we're joyful. Oh, we're scared. We take them for granted, but really they're telling us what that information is. If I, we all know I cry. I cry a lot. <laughs> I cry often. I cry. The fact that I'm not <laughs> crying right now is a big shock. I cry all the time. My kids make fun of me. My kids are 12 and 13. Everywhere we go, oh, mommy's crying again, right? I'm always crying, right? Nala just graduated the eighth grade and we went to the thing and I didn't know because I don't pay attention. I didn't know. I know she's in the choir that much. I know, but I didn't know that they were singing the national anthem. So all the kids walk in, there were like 300 of them and I have a camera waiting for her to come in. And as soon as she walked in, it started, right? Started to cry. Right. And then everybody walked in, they sat down and then I see like, 10 or 12 kids get up and Nala's one of them. And the eighth graders who are graduating in the choir walk up to the front and they sing <laughs> the national anthem. <laughs> so, oh, I was like, ah! like, oh my God, like that first note, like happening, right? So I'm like, I'm like shaking. Rob's like, oh, Jesus Christ, right? And I'm shaking. And so whatever. So now my heart hole is wide open, cried through the whole graduate, every name they called. I'm like, oh my God, he must be a sweet kid. Like cried through the whole thing. <laughs> Even at the end, I brought Nala flowers and I turned around and Robin Yaya saw my face and they're like, holy, you're pathetic, right? It was bad. Why am I telling you this? Well, it's hilarious, but I'm telling you this because <laughs> the girls, I finally set the girls down and I'm like, do you know why mommy cries? And I'm nah, you know. No, 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 no. That's my impression of Nala, by the way. And I'm like, because I have so much gratitude. I have so much gratitude. I have gratitude for the life we've created. I have gratitude for your health. I have gratitude for 
through everything and just gratitude for everything. And so when we have these moments that remind me of how much I have to be grateful for, I fall apart. Mm-hmm. So the more gratitude I have, and this is just my parlor trick. Like I, that's mine. Like everybody's got their own thing, but I cry, right? But that crying is a tell for me. Like when I cry, it's like, oh, it's a reminder. Oh, this is gratitude. Because I'm not thinking, oh, I'm grateful and I cry. I get overwhelmed, I cry. And I understand that because I've learned to recognize the emotion and then recognize the why of the emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, there's so many things. Like this morning, like I'm trying to like get ready because, you know, it's Memorial Day and my family's home and I'm trying to get ready for Angela and I to do this. And... I'm annoyed because usually I'm alone, right? And so Rob is like, you're going to wake up and all about, and I snapped at him and I realized, and so he was like, why are you snapping at me? And I'm like, oh, I have anxiety. Because I could have been, you're annoying, which I opened with. Don't be <laughs> <laughs> the maturity is internal. <laughs> no, but I was like, but I was like, oh, I have anxiety because I'm trying to beat the clock here and I have different factors that are affecting what I'm doing. So I snapped at him when I realized that I was able to apologize in real time and not at fester into a whole thing. So my advice to people first and foremost would be recognize that your emotions are a guidance for you. And when you feel emotions, ask yourself those questions. Where are they coming from? Why am I acting this way? Why, you know, what, what is happening here? And then you'll be able, you'll start to see when you recognize what your emotions are and where they come from, you could, you could rectify certain things, but also it will help you in your relationships with people. And then it just grows from there. So that would be my first step. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> it is about the awareness, right? Like we're just trying to like pin a shine a light on because this card is really, this message is really about that it is up to you. You can sit in your dirty diaper as uh, as my old friend Kenny in the AA rooms used to yeah. say, oh, enjoy sitting in your dirty diaper. Or yeah. you can take the <laughs> diaper and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, uh, but that the work really is then having that awareness and then doing something about it. Well, that's the big one because it's easy to say I'm this way because. And that's where a lot of the work stops for people. And that's why 10 Rex for me is so important. Oh, Dana, Dana, I'm this way because I have ADD. I'm this way because I, um, you know. My parents, my mother never loved me. Right. I'm this way because my father was abusive. I'm this way because my, you know, my my brother was a jerk store. I'm this way because... Whatever it was, you and know then what I mean. Stay that way. That's and my stay experience. that way. That's yeah. my reason. I have a reason. I have a reason, right? Okay. You know, Rob will say to me all the time, "I don't care about your root causes." I'm like, "That's all it is. Is you understand the why? That's great, but then you overcome that." Yeah, you don't overcome stick in the reason. That. You don't sit in the reason. Yeah, you sit in the reason. Having the awareness that you're miserable. Having the understanding of like maybe where that came from because you're so you're miserable and doing nothing about it is probably the worst place to be in. Yes. It's like having a toothache. You know you need to go to the dentist. And, and you know why? Here. You know, because I had too much sugar. And you you know and it hurts and it just keeps hurting and it gets worse and you take Tylenol and it just and then eventually you have to get your tooth pulled and you're doing a whole like grafting thing and a whole it becomes a whole thing until you handle it. And it yeah. gets worse and worse and worse. And when you have the awareness, all you think about is that toothache. Oh God. And it gets worse every time you bite on something and oh my God. And it gets worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. So 
we're shining a light on the on the things that make you feel like shit because that will motivate you to do yeah. the work. Yep. And and you know, just for the record, that's uh recommendment seven, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> throwing it out there. Yeah. But, uh, but recommendment seven, yeah, I talk about the awareness and the willingness. You know, there's one thing, you know, great, you have the awareness, but if you're not willing to do anything and you have that resistance, that sucks. But then there's people out there that they're more than willing. They're like, put me in coach, but they don't have no idea, no awareness on what to do and how to do it. Right. And you have awareness and willingness that you can move mountains. Um, I was going to save this for the next one that we did. Um, Megan, but I think it's a good way to punctuate this and then okay. maybe close out. You cool with that? Totally. Take stock. Okay. Mm -hmm. Allow yourself to begin to engage your mind. Become aware of your surroundings. What is actually happening around you? What you have created and what you are continuing to create. Know the results of your current circumstances are your doing, your creation. Take note. Are you pleased? Are you dissatisfied? Take stock and adjust accordingly with the knowledge you possess of the nature of your reality. There it is right there. Perfect. Perfect right? way to wrap right? it up. Little. Really. Yeah, because that's what it's all about. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Take stock, do the work. And you know what's on the other side of doing the work? <gasps> what's on the other side, Dane? My mommy cries. <laughs> this magical beautiful life yeah. in this bubble yeah. this yeah. bubble it doesn't mean that the world stops running oh, the world's still crashing and burning the world's crashing and burning <laughs> and you can still do the things that you're you're in control of that affect you and your world but peace joy, contentment, beautiful relationships, healthy children, healthy, healthy relationships with families or, or walking away from unhealthy family and, and cutting ties that are, that are holding you down. Like there's so much gorgeousness on the other side of doing the work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to understand, you were saying the world could be crashing and burning and you're okay. Because when you when you do the work and you begin to become more sovereign being, you know, have more peace, joy, and freedom, it doesn't mean that you don't get sad when something outside of you happens. It doesn't mean that you don't have compassion, but it means that you have the confidence and the faith in yourself. And the I wouldn't say the fearlessness, the courageousness, that no matter what happens, you've got it together. You've got it. You've got this. No matter what comes my way, and I'm like, I got this. I look, look behind me. Look at the 50 years plus years behind me. If I got that. I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay, yes. Well, the okay. natives are getting restless here in the house. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. home. So <laughs> we'll wrap this one up, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, God. This episode is brought to you by Uniquely Phenom Collaboration. To learn about our tools and resources designed for creators by creators, go to uniquelyphenom.com.